We are the Knights of Awakening. So long as I draw breath in this life, I promise to serve this world responsibly with empathy, compassion, and grace. I have faith that what I am doing is right and just. I bring hope to every life that I touch through inspired and empowered involvement. When called to action, I will employ courage in the face of adversity and always stand up for what is right. Being patient, find peace and insight in my trials. I will keep in mind that justice can bring terrible consequences for all involved and that I also must employ mercy when I can. I will be generous to my brothers, sisters, and strangers for they are my family. I, I strive to always be noble and respectful in all of my interactions in the world. The next one, I am self-disciplined and self-reliant. I can serve others because I have taken care of my needs first. This kind of goes back to the, uh, the one on generosity. So this really does hit heavily on the generosity one. And this is where the self-discipline and self-reliant comes in and making sure that you've taken care of your needs first. It is far too easy, especially with the sec with the second one in the list, to give up more of yourself than you have to be able to give up. And in that, make yourself less effective. You have to make sure that you are taking care of first in your needs, not necessarily all of your wants. Um, certainly some of your wants, because to some degree, human beings only function if they have some of their wants fulfilled. This may seem counterintuitive, but psychology has shown if you take a person that has no stress relievers, they have no ways of expressing themselves, they are in a mechanical environment, they will break. So being self-disciplined and self-reliant, it's not about being robotic. Being robotic will break you eventually. It's about being able to be independent. It's about being able to function without requiring someone else do things for you within the degree of reason. Obviously, if you're not a mechanic and you're not mechanically inclined, you go to a mechanic for what your car needs Obviously, if you have health issues and you need to rely on someone, you do. But you don't rely on someone for the emotional implication and context that comes with that. Even someone who is relying on others for a medical issue can still be self-disciplined and self-reliant within the degree that they can be. And that allows them then to serve others because they're able to take care of their own needs first. It's really it's really one of those things where it applies to everyone, but it's also easy for us to beat ourselves up over it without thinking about it. In our circles that we travel in, this is definitely the hardest one for people to follow. I think it's not the hardest, but people forget that Yes, we do serve others. Our goal is to serve higher purpose, to serve higher ideas. But we don't do that very well if our if we're being neglected. 
and a lot of people that we travel with, Charles, are very neglectful to themselves, you know, very self-neglecting. And it's important to remember that you you have to be sure that you are secure and, and that you are taken care of before you can go out there and save the world. You have to be sure that you are actually capable and ready and able to help others before you promise or give what you don't have. And like I said, this is one of the biggest pitfalls I see our fellows uh, falling into all the time. It's, you know, something that I remind people on the down low. Hey, when's the last time you uh, went and got yourself a little fancy coffee? Or when's the last time you went and uh, disappeared for a day and read a book that you've been trying to read for months? When's the last time you went to the gym and just hung out in the sauna or whatever? Whatever it is that makes you happy. You know, let's let's make a promise right now to each other and everybody that we will do that for each other. Let's remind each other as often as we can. When's the last time you, uh, you know, ate a good meal? When's the last time you drank plenty of water? When's the last time, you know, let's help each other take care of each other. Because this is the biggest pitfall I see people fall into time and time again because they get so caught up and so wrapped up in serving and they get caught up and wrapped up in um, being a, a pillar of society somewhere within their sphere of influence and they forget to take care of themselves generosity is at the center is at the center point of, of service but don't forget to be generous to yourself too because you need some generosity also be kind to yourself take care of yourself okay the next one I am confident and secure. My actions are right because I walk with a strong conviction and belief in my abilities to serve those who need me. I have unshakable faith. There is a reason that I uh, wrote this one second. So sometimes I do have a method to my madness. The reason I wrote this one next is because, first, I want to remind you, take care of yourself, take care of yourself, take care of yourself. Now get back to work, right? <laughs> Definitely. And this one sits in the center of everything. So none of this is numbered, and yet this one is in some ways number one. You have to be confident and secure in yourself. You have to believe that you can handle what's coming next. You have to be secure in the belief that you can handle whatever's thrown at you because more is going to get thrown at you then you will initially emotionally believe you can handle. So this has to be a part of how your mind works within how your heart works. But all of this is for nothing if you're a, basically there being a terrible person. Your actions need to be right because you have to walk with a strong conviction. What that means, you have to know right from wrong you have to have that ingrained in yourself so that you're not second-guessing every action you do. You have to then also be able to use that to serve others who need you. If your action serves no one, then your action is pointless. The last part of that is unshakable faith. 
unshakable faith is a faith in something more than just who you are at any one moment, but who you can be, how you can deal with things, and the idea of goodness and rightness. You know, as I do my, my own introspections, I hit what I call my introspective time of the year. This happens every year. And in it, I pull from different works of fiction. I pull from things like role-playing games and stuff like that to give myself some points of reference for how I want to look at the world and then how I see myself in it. And recently, I was looking at something, the idea of the alignment system in Dungeons & Dragons. People hate this system uh, because it's it's hard. It's hard to quantify good, and it's hard to quantify things like lawful and chaotic. But without getting into the whole of the system, in it is the idea that good is an innate thing, as is order, as is chaos, as is evil. It's a thing that can be existing, that can be defined, that has its own energy, its own truth, and its own reality. I would say when when it says here to have an unshakable faith, you have to have an unshakable faith in the concept of good, of rightness. And in having that unshakable faith, the question of its reality becomes secondary because you know what it is, and therefore you have it as a guiding light for every action that you do. It doesn't mean you will always act rightly or good, but you'll know what it is and you'll have faith that it is better to be good than evil. This idea is the recognition that the world is vast, but it is also defined by our perception and by our focus. If you have no faith in the idea of good, and good is just something that people make up, then you'll have no ability to gauge right you have no ability to have conviction or to even really be confident and secure that your actions are right or good. If good is totally subjective with no objective qualities whatsoever, then good is just a matter of the person doing something. Is it good from their perspective? Do they enjoy it? That would be a terrible way to view the world when we're having our terrible moments. It would be fine for the times when you're in your best state, your most compassionate, your most loving and kind, but it would give you nothing for those moments when you're not in that state. If you have an unshakable faith in the ideals of what good are, or what good is, and what good is, if you have an unshakable faith in the ideals of what good is, then by that very nature, you have a light to guide you when you're in your dark times. If that faith does not exist and good is simply a construct, then you have given up the ability to come back to that point in your worst points. I will say this also. I do believe that there is a good in this world, a goodness, an essence of good. And I believe we can see over the past 2,000 years, the evolution of that. We have went from a time when humanity encouraged slavery and the ownership of other people 
we have went from a time when life was as valued as what it could give the person one step above you. We've went from a time where spilling blood was the greatest ideal to a time where we see life as sacred, where we see freedom as valuable and important, and where the highest ideal is that no one should have to die for an ideal. And this isn't just in the United States. This isn't just in Western culture. We've seen an evolution of this ideal in all cultures. We've seen some fringe cultural uprisings here and there, but by and large, you can see the whole of society, the whole of the world, move towards this ideal of goodness and rightness. And therefore, I see this unshakable faith to uh, pull from one of the earlier lines as only logical. Our temples are, are inside of us. Our most intimate places are inside of us. You are the architect. You are the priest. You are the practitioner. You are the practitioner. You are the guru. You're all these things inside. This precept helps me remember this. It helps me focus in on what you've been saying about your unshakable faith in what's good and in the ideas that we hold to be true. Unshakable points to the fact that no matter what is happening around you, you choose, you choose, you have chosen to do the right thing, no matter what. Eventually, if you practice higher ideas enough, they will become non-negotiable. They will become unshakable for you. So understanding that these temples and these things are inside of us. This is the, this is the imagery I like to use. I like to use the, the imagery of a temple. And it's built with an intended purpose. Each pillar is erected carefully and built on a solid foundation. Your philosophy has to be one that can be practiced. Your practice must be done in a way that leads to right action. That's where the faith comes in. And you must choose your path. You can't walk other people's paths. You can't you can pretend to for a while, but ultimately at some point you have to walk it on your own in only in the way only you can. You have to be persistent. You have to show resolve. You have to stand by your principles, your morals, your values. Compromise when it's wise to do so, because sometimes it is wise to do so, but, not, but never at the cost of your integrity, ever. So for me, when I think of unshakable faith, that is the temple of integrity that I have built within myself. It is unshakable. There are lines I will not cross. There are lines I will not cross ever. There are things I will never compromise. And is that list long? Probably not super long, but uh, you know, 
there is a list and there is a, a line that I won't cross. And we've talked about, you know, drawing lines before. There are places that I just simply won't go. I don't care. You know, I have to stand. We have to stand by something sometimes. That there, there, there are certain things in this life, in this universe, that we must be steadfast for. We should compromise when we can. We should be di diplomatic as often as possible, but never at the cost or the sake of our integrity or of what's right. You know, should never compromise on slavery, for example. That is a mistake that um, our founding fathers made. They compromised on it. Um, and there's probably a hundred reasons why, and there's a million reasons why it's wrong. Uh, but that is a time long past, and we look at that now and we say, right, we had to compromise. We had to, you know, we had to do this, we had to do that. Well, you should never do so at the sake of your integrity and, and what's right. I know that makes me sound kind of like a stick in the mud, but, well, it is what it is. No, I, I, I definitely agree with you. And, you know, you said about having lines that you will cross and lines that you won't. I think it's important to have a large number of lines that you will cross eventually. Think of them as slowdown points, speed bumps, that under normal circumstances you don't cross. And it's important then to have lines that you will never cross. And I look at the world and I think of it as this. I don't necessarily always know the lines that I won't cross until I'm face to face with them. But heaven help anyone who's caused me to get to that point that I'm now looking at the lines that I won't cross because that means all of the others that I'm willing to are probably pretty drastic themselves. That's kind of how I see that, and that that point, I have to have that, as we'd said, that unshakable faith in myself that I'm making the right decisions, but that also there is a greater good. I also recognize that if I'm trying to blow up the size of that unshakable faith, that is to say, if I am now making excuses for crossing lines just so I can, that I probably have went astray from the direction I should be going. That's where that confidence and that security is. And this is where we get into what I would like to call the hidden line within every line. And that is know thyself. It has to exist in everything we say and do here. Know thyself. It's it is it is impossible to be awakened without knowing yourself. It is impossible. I know I say things that nothing's impossible. That's impossible. <laughs> you can't have awakening. You can't be awake without uh, knowing yourself. Uh, the next one. I am responsible and accountable. I understand that I make mistakes, but I still strive every day to be better than I was yesterday. This reminds me of the. Uh, Fourth Agreement uh, from the the book Four Agreements. Always do your best. Always do your best. With this one, I'm not going to take as long on this one because we have been saying this one with every single one up till now. Very simply put, there is a lot to what it means to be a knight. To 
take on the responsibility of being the better person, it's kind of a burden. And if you do not recognize that you're going to make mistakes, that you can still be accountable and yet still err off the path and come back to it, that a a, a trip, uh, a, a misstep on the path, uh, tr being tripped up, is not the same as leaving it, then you will walk this path for a very short period of time because you will hit that first mistake for most people within the first week or the first month. For many of us within the first day or the first uh, the first five minutes, you know, this is a path of self-improvement, of self-betterment, and of bettering the world. And with all of that, you can do none of those things without the recognition that you're going to mess up and you're going to do better. The trick is to always be a little better than you were today, tomorrow. What I always, uh, one of my, my sayings, and I don't know if you pulled this from that or if I pulled this saying from this at some point, I, no matter how good I did today, I can do better tomorrow. No matter how badly I did today, I can do better tomorrow. Yeah, from lead into gold. Know thyself. Again, know thyself. Ask for help when, when it's needed. More importantly, trust your family. Your family. To hold you up when you need them to. They will. They will. And sometimes you don't have to even ask them. Sometimes they know. But even when you don't ask for help, let them help you. Sometimes. You know, I know it's hard. Because we are going to stumble. We may even trip. We might even fall flat on our face. Just think of it this way. Think of the greatest person, the person you have the most respect for, the, the person you have the most admiration for. Think of the greatest single achiever in the entire history of mankind, and even they didn't do it alone. And even they didn't do it perfectly. And even they did it by, while making mistakes. It's okay to stumble as long as you get back up. With that, my friends and family, always remember, awaken the night within.